Okay, I'm obsessed with Audible because it lets you enjoy all of your audio entertainment in one app. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. And with female writers and heroines, celebrity narration, multicast productions, Audible has you covered for every type of excitement that you're looking for, including true crime and mystery. And I know all of you love that too. For example, right now, I'm listening to None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash reality life or text reality life to 500 500. That's audible.com slash reality life or text reality life to 500 500. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two hour nap because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. The amazing Kate Casey. Welcome back to another episode of Reality Life with Kate Casey. Hope that you had a great weekend. I got a screener for a Showtime docuseries that airs this week. And I want you to watch it because I started watching and I couldn't stop. And you know you love those series as well. This is right up your alley if you love anything true crime. It is called Buried, a four-part documentary series about one woman's long-repressed memory of her childhood best friend's murder, which sparked a national debate about the power and limitations of memory in the court of law. This is the first criminal case based on a recovered memory and analyzes how fallible and malleable the mind can be. Eileen Franklin, who while playing with her younger daughter, suddenly had a memory of witnessing the rape and murder of her childhood best friend, eight-year-old Susan Nassen. Susan was walking home from school one day and just disappeared. And about 70 days later, her body was found not too far away. And that was in 1969. And Eileen came forward in 1989. And it led to the reopening of this case that, as mentioned, had gone unsolved for nearly 20 years. But in a shocking twist, when Eileen came forward with her memory, she told the police that she remembered the murderer was her own father, George Franklin. So this docuseries reveals the consequences of that fateful assertion of the subconscious and the infinite questions it sparked about the accuracy and reliability of unearthing traumatic events in the court of law. It's got riveting first-person testimonials of family, neighbors, memory experts, law enforcement, mental health professionals, and many others. And it explores the impact of Eileen's memory on not only the Franklin family, but also the legal and mental health communities at large. I couldn't stop watching. I'm telling you, you're going to love it too. Again, it's called Buried. I've also been watching this three-part documentary on HBO. It's called Nuclear Family. I've already watched two episodes. You have plenty of time to catch up. The last episode is coming this Sunday. This one follows filmmaker Rai Russo Young as she turns the camera on her own childhood and documents how her two lesbian mothers, Robin Young and Sandy Russo, chose to form a queer family in the late 70s and early 1980s in New York City. So this was a time when the concept of was inconceivable that two women could raise children together. And that was within and outside the queer community. Ryan and her older sister, Cade, were born via sperm donors. And those two gay men knew the girls growing up. Well, their sense of safety was shattered in 1991 when Rye was nine years old 
because her donor, an attorney named Tom Steele, sued her mothers in New York for paternity and visitation rights. So Nuclear Family follows this historic four-year legal battle over Rye and the many sacrifices both parties made along the way. And their own personal stories of the two mothers is really are really compelling as well. I really recommend it. It's called Nuclear Family on HBO. And then the last one is 15 Minutes of Shame. It's on HBO Max. It's an eye-opening roller coaster ride through the world of public shaming. And listen, we've all seen it happen. It examines social behavior by embedding with individuals from across the U.S. who have been publicly shamed or cyber harassed while exploring the bullies, the bystanders, the media, psychologists, politicians, and experts in between. And it's about one of the most pressing and unaddressed issues of modern life and brought to you by the people who know it best because this is executive produced by Monica Lewinsky. So do check that out. So it's Buried on Showtime, Nuclear Family on HBO, and 15 Minutes of Shame on HBO Max. Mia Thornton is my guest today. She's a new cast member on The Real Housewives of Potomac this season. I love interviewing new cast members and learning more about their life before they became stars on a Bravo hit. Mia is a successful regional developer and franchise owner of chiropractic offices on the East Coast. She's been a great addition with her openness about building a relationship with her birth mother, a recovering addict, after she was placed into foster care. And she adds an additional layer as she's the mother of three young children, Joshua, Jeremiah, and Juliana. And she's married to Gordon, who has basically moved into retirement from his professional life and taken more of a role as the at-home parent of their kids. She's pretty outspoken. She has unflinching quips that leave the other women with their mouths open. In the latest episode this past Sunday, she and Gordon are among the first couples to arrive at the couple's weekend in the Eastern Shore. And now Gordon, who is just meeting the other women and their spouses for the first time, shares several shots with Wendy and her husband. So by the time the others arrive, they're pretty much seeing Gordon in full effect. But Gordon's wild entree into the vortex of Potomac Housewives is actually overshadowed by an ongoing rift between Candace and Mia. Candace has been on the show a couple seasons already. So as I always say, Real Housewives is basically a show about complicated women and their complicated relationships. Mia's married to an older man. She has stepchildren that are older than she is. She's juggling motherhood, raising small children, while figuring out how to manage her growing business while asserting her role after her husband took a backseat to spend more time at home. And again, on top of that, she's working through the emotional detachment of her birth mother and feelings of abandonment. And although she was ultimately adopted and raised by a great couple and a strong woman, when you have your own children, you can't help but look at what you may have lacked as a child as you raise your own. Candace has had a very different life. She's married and she's a step-parent, but Chris's children are not living full-time in their home. Candace is pursuing a career in the music industry while studying for her MBA. And they're just at different points in their life. They have different pain points, different life circumstances and dynamics. So they constantly butt heads. And the question is how these two have lives that intersect. And maybe that intersection is that they were both on this television show and we will see over time. Nevertheless, I was thrilled to talk to Mia about this season, about Candace, and about one of my favorite lines of the season thus far, when she's asked about being a stripper, and she 
interjects that it was not full of strippers. It was a high-class five-star restaurant with steak and lobster. I mean, she has some great one-liners. So nevertheless, here is Mia Thornton. I know everybody right now is on a health kick, and that's why I want to tell you about Roe Body Program. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes, so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. It could be you too. Roe Body Program members have support throughout the process. Roe's partner handles all of the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to the provider on demand for any questions. And you can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. And this means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commuting to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.com slash KKC. Sign up today and you're going to pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash KKC. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash wondery, all lowercase, Go to shopify.com slash Wondery to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash Wondery. Mia Thornton, I've been dying to talk to you since the first time I saw you on Real Housewives of Potomac. You are such a great addition. I love that you are a woman with a business You've got this big personality. You've got a a great big family and it's been really fun to watch you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How in the world did they find you? How did the the producers find you for the show? You're so perfect for it. Thank you. Okay, so, and it's funny that you brought that up um, because yes, of course, naturally, you know, you're found, um, but also too, a very important key ingredient is that... um, Ironically, Karen and I are friends. And so she and I uh, did meet up and we did talk about potentially joining the show. And she goes, you know what, Mia, you're perfect. Please join us. I want to introduce you to my friends. I want you to be a part of our group. We think that you'll be perfect. And so here we are. So was this a long time ago or... Because sometimes I find that a lot of cast members take some time to mold the decision for you, was it like, I need some time to think about it? Or did you just feel like, you know what, I'm going to go for it? So um, I'm glad you asked that question. It's the first time someone has ever asked that. Um, so lucky for our G and I, we are friends with a lot of reality stars. So we have uh, learned and been behind the scenes for quite some time. And it's funny because we always told ourselves we would never do that. 
we are not going to be those people. Um, and then, you know, but the time was right. Um, and I love Potomac so much. And this is home. And of course, you know, I am the regional developer for the joint chiropractic. And so I'm building out this marketplace and we have a very extensive development plan uh, to build uh, anywhere north of 35 locations here in oh, this wow. market. Yeah, so I'm a busy girl. Um, and so we we're like, you know what? It's We're home anyway. Uh, we had just gotten our condo three years ago when our daughter was born in Bethesda. And we said, you know, let's just go ahead and make it full time. So here we are, Love Potomac. We did decide to agree to this only because of the current cast. You know, I thought the girls are great. They're phenomenal women. And I wanted to be a part of it. Of it. And it really is a great opportunity if you have a business. Mm-hmm. and. So you've got this unique situation where your husband works with you, but you really are leading the business. So what decision-making went into that? Um, Because obviously we're going to get to see you go to different um, branches. Was that a little bit of a harder decision as far as like, how much do we want to talk about the business versus personal? I mean, if it was up to me, we'll talk about the business every day. Yeah. Um, so, but, you know, the question that you asked about my husband and I deciding, you know, who's going to be in charge? Well, we learned six years ago, um, very shy after having Jeremiah, which is my second child, that we can't have two people in charge. Like we were just, you know, you cannot have two CEOs. One has to have the vision and set the plan and then everybody else will have to follow suit. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it was either he or I. And he said, you know what? Now's your time. Let's go for it. So about six or seven years ago is when I took over and started having more of a leadership role. Now, my husband obviously is still involved. You know, he is a wealth of knowledge and I do go to him on a daily basis and say, what do you think about this? How do you think, should we do things this way? Um, So it's not like he's completely uninvolved, but I definitely at the end of the day, um, and he reminds me more so, it's your decision, babe. However you want things to be done, you go for it. Well, the great thing too is that, you know, I think Housewives is really at its best when it casts women that are multi-layered, complex, because it's really about their complex women and their complex relationships. Yeah. And you have such an interesting personal story. I was born in D.C. and I was raised here, but I am originally from here. I didn't move away from the DMV until the sixth grade which is when I was uh, taken away from my father and stepmother because of a, a laundry list of reasons. Um, and my aunt, which is my father's sister, was actually in Istanbul, Turkey for work, which is where I get my powerhouse boss vibes from her all day long. She adopted me legally, but she, um, her husband came in and they were living in Dallas at the time. And so that's where we lived for about two years until... Uh, She got relocated for her job to take over Georgia, Florida, and Puerto Rico. Um, She was running salons um, and she had 48. So I apparently have big shoes to fill here. And I do take after her and everything that I've learned um, is from her because um, she also had three biological children of her own. And then she adopted me in the middle of it all. And she did it. She was beautiful. And she, um, she's no longer with us. She did pass away. Uh, it's been two years now. And so, and then I ended up um, in Georgia, which is my stepmom, where she lives, because once I was old enough 
to realize, uh, to make decisions. I did want to go back and I wanted to build a relationship with my father um, because I knew he was dying as well. And so I took advantage oh, of that wow. time. So did you get time with him? I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Because I, I, I noticed that you hyphenate your name. I do. Yeah. So hyphenation has absolutely nothing to do with biological names. So the hyphenation, so Fields is my uh, first husband's last name. Oh. And so Joshua, my oldest, is a Fields. And I was like, well, I'm not going to let him be the only Fields in the household. So I kept my uh, first married name and hyphenated it and also have uh, Gordon's last name. What is it that you learned um, about the foster care system? And I know that I've spoken to Marlo from Atlanta, who also was part of the foster care system, and she does so much for it. Um, what could you tell us about um, foster care systems and the people that work in it? I think it's really important for everyone to know that foster parents are foster parents because of their heart, uh, not because they need a job. I think that's the most common misconception where people think, oh, someone's taking in all these kids because they want to collect a check. That check is nothing compared to what parents do for these kids. Um, And then not to mention, also, you have to understand that they have to have a lot of patience for children because when children are coming to them, they're coming to them broken and they're coming to them with um, a lot, a lot of baggage not literally because they actually come to them with nothing most times, but, you know, mental baggage. And um, I was very fortunate to have such a phenomenal foster mom who she didn't want me to move schools mid-year. So she actually had to drive me to my school five minutes to get there. But she goes, that's the last thing I want you to do is to be uprooted from like your friends um, and so she would drive me, she would take me to therapy. She would, you know, we, she had to buy my clothes, shoes, you know, everything. Um, so I think that it's really important for everyone to understand that foster care, uh, is life-changing. Um, and it's not the p- people who agree to be foster parents are angels, like godsends. Um, and so I am very appreciative of her for sure. And you were really brave and as was your mother to, go on camera and to talk about your relationship. Has that helped your relationship at all? I'm assuming that being so open, cracking yourself open like that, you probably didn't anticipate you were going to open up as much as you would despite cameras being there. Absolutely. You're absolutely 100% correct. I did not think that my mom had so much to tell me. Yeah, Uh, A lot of the things that you guys heard and when you heard it was the first time I heard it. And so it was a lot for me to process it all. And, you know, I always find myself in a position of like being sensitive towards my mom mm-hmm. and being very guarded with her because I don't want her to spiral out of control. Um, I'm very, uh, they, I, I try, I like walk on eggshells with her a lot. Um, now I'm very proud of her um, for sharing her experience and for being open to talk about it because, you know, a lot of people out there are probably not wanting people to know, Mm -hmm. you know, they're ashamed of their past. They're ashamed of what they've done, you know, and she does say that she, she's sorry. Like she's very ashamed. Um, but I'm proud of her for agreeing to, to be a part of that aspect of my story because I had made a decision. I was going to tell it anyway. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, because I do want to bring more awareness around uh, women and children who enter the system, but they persevere and they come out on top. And um, I think it's important to show all the little girls that are in foster care right now today that they can do it. As she was talking about your father, how were you able to compartmentalize where you keep your relationship that you have personally with your father in another, in another place where you're, you don't allow the things that she's telling you to interfere with the way that you thought of your father and the memories that you had and the way that you were able to cultivate a relationship before he passed away? So therapy did that. <laughs> I have yeah. gone through uh, and I had a team of doctors. As um, Once I was adopted, my adoptive parents invested a lot of money into my therapy. Um, and I went every single day for hours at a time wow. in the beginning for six months. And that was a lot. After school, I would go to therapy for two hours. And it was Monday through Friday. It was very extensive. And when I was in it, I didn't want to be in it. But now that I look back at it, I'm like, that's everything that I needed. And that's why I think I have carried that over into this show. And I think a lot of the girls don't, yeah, they don't get that part of me because they think, oh, where's your royalty? And you should be on a team. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm team Mia. And I'm going to team whoever, you guys can join the team <laughs> if you want. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's just how I've been formulated to think and treat people how people are treating me. How do you think, your life experience and then working in a business where you're, you have different kinds of clients all the time has uh, helped you navigate the waters of being a real housewife? Oh, I mean, so uh, you know, there's all different types of people in this world. <laughs> and you can't make everybody happy. Um, that's our model. We can't make everybody happy. Um, but we do stand hold to our values and missions of uh, like our mission statement inside of the joint. And, um, and it's, it's been fine. You know, I've actually, I can't really remember a time where I was disrespected in the corporate world. Um, people have always received me, uh, very surprisingly, um, you know, just, wow. Okay. How did she get here? But then once they, you know, my track record has proven and then like, okay, can you just share your secrets and show us what you're doing inside of your clinic so we can do it in our clinic as well. And I'm very open book. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using rocket money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? 
Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. In the housewives' vortex, it must feel wildly different. I mean, do you feel like you're on your toes all the time? What does it feel like? Give us some insight into what it feels like to be a viewer and then all of a sudden be on the show. It must be be surreal and also is that the feeling that you get that you have to be on your feet so I mean okay probably yes you do have to pay attention but I have I have problems where I don't pay attention to what everybody else is doing (laughs) and so a lot of times that probably gets translated over into comedy on the show because I'm like okay wait what's going on I missed it um so I don't feel like I have to walk on eggshells. And if I feel like I start feeling that way, then I'm probably not going to continue. Like I want to just be free mm-hmm. and transparent and open book. And, you know, I, I think watching back now, I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have been as free, but I, I also told myself I'm not going to change. So I'll just be whatever who I am. And if they love it, they love it. If they hate it, they don't. At least they know they're just getting the honest opinion of me yet. Well, I remember early in the season and I remember sending a tweet out. It was the funniest line I'd ever heard about when they were asking you about being an entertainer. And you said something like it was a like a five-star, a five-star location that serves steak and lobster. <laughs> I mean, listen, there are a lot of women that work in entertainment and it's maybe to get scholarship money or to raise their single parents. I mean, no shame on anyone for working hard to make money. And I thought you like put them in their place in a really funny way. I thought it was really like a great quip. <laughs> well, it was honest. So <laughs> I mean, and people are like, wait, steak and lobster in a strip club. A lot of people don't realize that the entertainers and I'm still really close with a lot of them. Um, those are some of the best, relationships that I have built with women that are ongoing and lasting. I've been friends with these girls for 10 plus years Yeah, Um, because, you know, it's just when you meet someone who um, gets it, they get it and there's no judgment. And so, um, but they're doctors and lawyers and big time real estate agents. And uh, people don't know that. They think, oh, if you're an entertainer, then you're, you know, you're this and you're that and you're low class. Boy, will they be surprised, you know? Um, we were valeted. Like a valet will come out and get our car and we will walk into work. We weren't allowed, we had to dress up to go into the work. Um, and there was also a makeup artist, a hairstylist, um, a massage therapist, a chiropractor. Like people don't realize all that's going on behind the scenes. Like it was, it was lavish. I was like, this is where it's at. <laughs> um, well, then I was thinking if they have chiropractors, I mean, this is like a business opportunity, probably. We have several entertainers, several athletes, several of athletes, family members, wives that are members at the joint, and they are uh, very supportive and they they like our model because their schedules are so hectic. Yeah. And so they like to be able to pop in and pop out, fly to the next city, pop in and pop out, fly yeah. to the next city. Uh, it works for them. Um, so we're, we're thankful. 
So you've been married to your husband since 2012, correct? Yes, I think so. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> and then, but knew him for, you know, three years before that. Did you meet at a charity event? So, okay. So yes, we did. And yes, the charity event was being held and hosted inside of the strip club. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. I'm like, okay, let me make sure I put all the details here. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the, the event we were, it, so it was after hours, um, we weren't open for business. And um, that's another thing a lot of people don't realize. A lot of these girls uh, do give back and they do volunteer their time. And so there's a golf charity. Oh. Um, of course, the golfers uh, frequent strip clubs a lot. We all know that. Um, and Gordon was uh, a sponsor. He also helped build the VIP upstairs. So he's what's considered like a high roller. And yeah, I met him there. Yes, it's a charity event. And yes, I was also serving on the board for the charity. Uh, and it was um, a charity around uh, raising money for Haiti. Um, my roommate at the time is Haitian. Um, and she's still really, de- like we're really close. And she asked me to help you know, connect her with people who could make a sizable donation. And when I met Gordon, he was like, well, I don't want to just make a donation. Can I serve on the board and how do I help? Now I know he was serving on the board so he can get closer to me. Ah, well, it, it all worked. worked. It worked out. <laughs> That's it. He looks like Barry Gordy. Has anybody ever told him that? Am I the <laughs> only person? He gets, okay, so he hasn't gotten that, but he does get you look like something, somebody uh, often. He's gotten that since I've known him. He looks like Barry Gordy, but like a young Barry Gordy. Um, so, but he has children from a previous marriage and you are close with them. So you have this really nice blended family. What has that been like? I mean, it's amazing. It's, I seriously, like, I feel like sometimes I have to pinch myself because it's so good because his kids are, have always been so open to me. Um, and I talked to Gordon says, I talked to them more than he talks to them, which is probably true. (laughs) They have our grandbabies. And of course I'm constantly wanting to know what they're doing. And, you know, we FaceTime me and, Mm -hmm. you know, and Gordon is not tech savvy and I'm, you know, we have group chats and he's like, well, how do you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I get to, I, I do. I'm thankful. He has such phenomenal children. His daughter, who is now 50, um, it's funny. I talked to her yesterday. Um, she wanted to call, talk to Juju, and it's just—it's great. There's you, really no complaints. And you had a part in naming the grandkids, right? Yeah. That is so, so sweet. we kept on the J names. So you know, we have Joshua, Jeremiah, Juliana, and then in between, Jacob was born. He's now eight, and then we have Jaden, and Jaden is three. Oh, very cool. And what have they thought about you being on the show? Are they getting a kick out of it? Are they putting their hands over their faces? Like, what's the feeling? So, so the oldest is like, oh my gosh, I always knew you were a star. Like, we knew that. We <laughs> we're like, well, aren't you supposed to be on TV? Um, and the the boys are like, okay, well, what else are we going to be talking about here? And so, of course, now they have questions about my plastic surgery. And they're like, well, when did you get that done? And um, the baby, well, I say the baby, but he's really not the baby. He's Gordon's first set baby, which he's 37. (laughs) And so um, he goes, I thought there was a time where you started working a little different. Ah. So I had a full mommy makeover. Yeah. Lots of women do. 
he told them that I was sick so they couldn't see us for a whole two months. Uh-huh. And then so I popped back out with like this little tiny waist and this big old booty. And he was like, <laughs> I kind of something what's happening. But I think it's great that you just uh, basically say, yeah, I had it done. Who cares? I think that's awesome. I, you know, I wish more people were like that. I mean, there's no, I, I don't see it as that big of a deal. So that's, I, I, I think that your franchise is really cool about that. The other women, they just, you know, they have quips left and right. Yeah. Has that been hard to get used to? I mean, I just saw you got in a fight with Candace about feet. I mean, are you are sometimes like, what world am I living in? This is nuts. Yeah, that I will tell you. Um, the tit tats, yeah. that's nuts to me because I don't normally have tit tats with my friends. And yeah. so my, you know, so my girlfriends are like, Mia, like, you don't really argue. I go, I don't. If you don't want to be here, I'm like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Call me when you're done, when you get over your tantrum. And so that's a challenge for me to actually have to like work through our um, little differences because, um, yeah, I'm easy to dismiss people. And so I guess this is going to help me grow. This is going to help me work on, okay, let's talk about the problem and let's talk about why we got to this problem. And then let's talk about how we're not going to get to this problem again, okay? Do you think that because of your life experience and going through therapy, are you are you more apt to be the kind of housewife that you have this crazy season, you see things play back, you go to a reunion, you get in a terrible argument, but can look past it and move into a new direction? Or do you think that it might be hard to kind of get over some of the things that have been said? Knowing Mia, I'm going to look past it and yeah. move on to the next direction because I'm... I mean, if I'm not holding a grudge against my mom, I'm not going to hold a a grudge against these ladies for too long. Right. That's true. That's true. And who do you think, uh, who is the first person that you thought you would connect with the most? And who's the person that you are surprised that you have connected with? So, you know, naturally, Karen and I, you know, I, well, I I knew her before, so I knew naturally she and I were going to be a little bit of a problem. I'm surprised that we weren't more of a problem on the show, but, (laughs) um, and I was surprised about, I wasn't surprised about Wendy. I kind of knew, and I, just because there's other women sometimes who, um, have, who are super accomplished in the academia world have a hard time with me. And so I knew that that was coming. Why do you, why do you think that is? You know, I just think because they feel like they've worked so hard for like their accolades and their degrees and they should be proud. And, you know, I loved, you know, I watched last season and I love that Wendy was like my degrees, my degrees, my degrees. I was like, yes, I love that about her. I was like, you better let these girls know. Um, and, but I knew she wasn't going to pull that with me. And I think because she knew she couldn't pull that, it kind of put her in a position of, well, let me just still make her look bad. And I knew that was coming. I knew, but I knew she wasn't going to tell me that she had four degrees because I would have told her the joint chiropractic isn't hiring. That's hilarious. (laughs) That is hilarious. But then the weird thing is like three seasons from now, you guys could be really close because you both come from the same place of hard work and discipline and collaboration. So that's the weird thing about these shows is that, and again, it's at its best with complex women with complex relationships. I mean, you work through things and sometimes you're surprised 
who you connect with more than more than someone else. Is there anybody that you're like still at this point like we're not there yet, maybe we will be. I need to crack crack her open a little bit more. Well, I think we all know that Candace and I aren't there yet. Yeah. You know, I just I just, you know, she kind of reminds me of like being in college. Okay. Yeah. You know, I was there what, 20 years ago. And yeah. so it's hard to just connect um, our mindsets are a little bit different and the way we view things. I mean, I think she's a beautiful girl. I think she's super smart. She's brilliant. I think, but it's like, we still think differently. We come from two totally different backgrounds. Um, and you know, it, it's just, we haven't, <sighs> it almost seemed like you got along with her mom better. I did. When, yeah. When I saw you with her mom, I felt like you guys connected more. Mm-hmm. So hanging out with Miss Dorothy is like hanging out with Gordon's ex-wives. Yeah. I was my element. <laughs> <laughs> I love a very confident, seasoned lady who is just like, I'm here. Yeah. I'm going to say what I need to say. And we're going to have a good kiki. Yeah. And we're, let's, you know, I loved her. I would hang out with her mom any day. That's hilarious. And so what can we expect from the next of the season? And if, and if there's one part of your life, you really hope that cameras get to see. So there's so many layers to Mia and, you know, I'm, I am excited to welcome you guys into like our settled, uh, lifestyle of being home. Um, you know, being in the penthouse is very challenging for us because it's, it wasn't conducive to our children and how we like to do things. Imagine. We're very lifestyle driven. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm an outdoorsy kind of girl. I like to get dirty with the kids and, you know, play basketball and, football and things like that. And so I think it's important for you. I'm excited for you guys to come into our house um, and see how wild and crazy it can get around here. Um, and, you know, it just what, who knows what's in store. <laughs> Do you, will we get to see the rest of the family, all of the kids and the grandkids? So um, they are open mm-hmm. to it. Um, and it's long, they probably so. Probably yeah. so. Okay. Because before COVID was definitely a challenge and they were here in between the season. It's just we couldn't film because we had to test and things like that. Right. Um, so maybe next season you guys will get a, a chance to meet the craziness and maybe you'll meet an ex-wife or something because I talk to them on a weekly basis too. <laughs> no, please, please. We need to see that. I love it. Listen, I just think you're a breath of fresh air. I love to see... Um, your story unfold. I'm really grateful that you've been so open about your childhood. I think it's a, a really great story to tell and your forgiveness of your your parents is really inspiring and touching. So I'm really gl- grateful for your time and thank you for sharing yourself with the rest of us. I, so tell everybody, now you can watch Real Housewives of Potomac every Sunday, um, but tell everybody where they can learn more about you. Yes, absolutely. So um, tune in every Sunday night at 8 p.m. on Bravo to watch uh, the season of Real Housewives of Potomac. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Thornton, and also follow my businesses, The Joint Chiropractic at The Joint Chiropractic. You know what you need to do is you need to have a dinner party and you need to fr- invite all of your entertainer friends, the ones that are real estate agents and doctors, and have them sit around the table and they all introduce themselves and talk about what they do. And then you reveal to the rest of the women. And by the way, they were all entertainers. 
Okay, listen, I'm those ready for that because when they come, <laughs> they pretty much come with the month and hang out. And it's just not, I'm not sure. That's a whole nother network. <laughs> thank my great guest Mia Thornton and remind you to leave a five-star review on iTunes. Guys, Friday is my 400th episode. Five years it's been 400 episodes. So if you don't mind leaving a review, I would be so grateful. They matter so much and um, I'm so appreciative. I'm almost to 5,000. You can join the Facebook group, talk about this episode and others by going to Reality Life with Kate Casey when you go to the Facebook search button. You can find me on Twitter at at Kate Casey. I tweet about shows and during shows all week long. You can find me on Instagram at at Kate Casey CA, which by the way, I've been putting up clips from the Patreon episodes that I've been doing with Jonathan Mark about the Brian Laundry whereabouts. So you can go to my Instagram again at Kate Casey CA and see the clips. Those episodes I've made public, if you go to my Patreon page, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash Kate Casey to find them. And you can find me on TikTok at It's Kate Casey. And finally, you can check out my must-watch list every Monday by going to katecasey.substack.com. And I will tell you the must-watch series and shows every week. So please check that out. I look forward to catching up with you on Friday for my 400th episode. Listen to the 48 Hours podcast for shocking murder cases and compelling real-life dramas from one of television's most watched true crime shows. Go behind the scenes of each episode with award-winning CBS News correspondents and producers in Postmortem, a weekly deep dive. Listen to 48 Hours wherever you get your podcasts.